Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now the premiere of Hawkeye on Disney Plus. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And first and foremost, since we're going to be talking about the premiere here, if you haven't watched it over on Disney Plus, go check it out. We're not going to talk about the second episode, even though they both dropped at the same time. We're going to have a separate podcast episode for that because we've got to respect the process. You know what I'm talking about? 100%, but we'll drop them at the same time, just like Disney, because we're (laughs) Podcast Plus. We're Marvel Vision Plus. Podcast Plus. Plus. Marvel Vision Plus. Here we go. We're definitely going to do that. But let's talk about this. First of all, so we get to see Hawkeye after the event of all of the Avengers movies, everything that's happened through Phase 3. He is with his family. He Uh is in the city for Christmas. But here's the thing. This is not the Clint Barton show. This is the Kate Bishop show, folks, 100%. So we meet Kate Bishop. We follow her. We meet her mother. We meet her new potential stepdad, who is Jacques Dufresne, a.k.a. the Swordsman, for those of you who know. Yeah, Duquesne, Duquesne. Duquesne, excuse me. Andy Dufresne? Andy Andy Dufresne. Dufresne. Right. Yeah. And at the end, he kind of like stands up and he looks at the rain and he's. Say what to Neo. Yeah. Say what to Uh, So we meet him. uh, We meet the rest of why she is a Hawkeye fangirl. uh, And ultimately, she ends up in possession of the Ronin uniform, which plays an interesting role here, has a big fight. And by the end of the episode, is the first time she actually comes face to face with Hawkeye when she says, He says, Who are you? And that's where we end things. but it really is. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting very Are choked you, up. Yeah, you're getting choked up. Are you all right? I had some clubs before the show. The oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. What a flex! Uh, well, what, what a, a flex! flex. Real flex. Oh, 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 excuse me. Sorry. I was at a dinner party earlier. <laughs> <laughs> is the only place that you does. can have clubs? Is it a dinner party? I don't know what fancy places you go to. Yes. I was at a seven-course tasting all hummus this year. <laughs> mm. Left point so being, full. though, to the point that Kate Bishop's origin story is all the credits, we get to see her a lot more than we get to see Clint Barton, which I think is going to be a yeah. big surprise for people, certainly for me. But let's talk uh, broad strokes here before we get into it. Based on this first episode, did the first episode of Hawkeye hit the spot or miss the mark? Wow. Glad you're getting that in early. Wow. Um, What's up, Dad Joe? I practiced it. I practiced it before we got on. Save that for the internet, my friend. Wow. (laughs) Dad jokes and the crap out of this right out of the gate. Yeah, it's all about this. It's all about this, Ben. While we're talking about jokes, um, I do, I thought, I expected this to be a little funnier. What? Not to start with with like a negative. What are you talking about? The Rogers musical was hysterical. Go after yourself. That was was very funny. Hey. <laughs> Relax. Um, I, I, I more, I mean more the tone of it. I thought it was going to be a little bit more like Shane Black, like a little bit more like 
uh, knockabout. Uh, and we get a lot of that, but on the Kate Bishop side, which, which I thought was really cool. The ba- this is based on the, the famous uh, Matt Fraction, David, Asia run sure. of uh, yeah, bro. the comic where with the, with the Russian uh, tracksuit mobsters, pizza Come dog, on. all that. And that tone was uh, like, I feel like way lighter than this. This had the sort of the Jeremy Renner style darkness running underneath it. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I was just surprised. But what I am saying is that comic book series that a lot of this seems to be based on was about Clint getting punched in the face a lot. Mm -hmm. And this it's Kate who is getting like thrown around and beat up because she is like a a Hawkeye that's just figuring it out. And I thought that was a really cool change. And I'm excited to see her being the focus, like you said. Pete, what about you? What was your big takeaway from this premiere episode here? All right. Well, Justin, why did you have to make it sound like you were shitting on in the beginning and then do like the compliment in the end? Just to say something nice about it. If you feel good about I'm a nuanced. I did feel good about it, um, but we were talking about. Uh, I was I was making a point about um, the co- the comedy of it. I mean, we saw the whole title sequence was was taken right out of the David Asia art from the comic. Yeah, which was great. I thought this was uh, just fun. I thought it was like um, kind of exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get Hawkeye straight from the movies, and they're dealing with a of you know like. Hawkeye's kind of world, uh, but it's the kind of other Hawkeye's origin story. We saw like Kate Bishop's like origin story. I think that's a great way to go about it. Every once in a while, a sprinkle Clinton, uh, but I think it's this is uh, an interesting uh, way to do it and also a great way to widen the scope of uh, uh, the Marvel movies, getting some other kind of. people in there so i thought i thought it was just a fun app like laughing at itself uh just kind of i thought it was a great setup for a first kind of like episode first issue where like you got that kind of cliffhanger fun ending where they almost punch each other in the face which was kind of the whole basis of the comic i was i applauded it i thought it was uh i thought it was such a good fun start Speaking as somebody who is not the hugest fan of Jeremy Renner or Hawkeye, the character. What? The movie, I Dude, know. what are you doing? I'm, the, I'm in the minority Were you on the Amazon here. Prime channel? Did you order like all the knives? I ordered all of his beef jerky. I was okay. on his app. I'm still on his app, even though they deleted it. So I don't know how that's working. We're not yeah. getting a lot of new kinds. There were be so honest. many things sold. They mm-hmm. had to shut it down. It was just <laughs> it was like too much. Too popular. Amazon Prime was like, was like whoa, yeah. Yeah, I, every yeah, morning how I wake work. up at 5 a.m. and I listen to his song that he released. I don't remember yeah. what it's called. But I know the, he goes not the fan of him. day. Yes. Yeah. I think given that I was a little trepidatious going out here, I do love the Matt Fraction, David Aja run. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It yes. changed comics. So very Hell excited yeah. to see a lot of the elements here. But I was also, frankly, additionally happy that there was so much focus on Haley Steinfeld and Kate Bishop, because first of all, she's great as Kate. She's absolutely great. perfect. Yeah. And great Kate. The, the great Kate. And the story here, completely focusing on her, focusing on her mom, her new, probably, let's be honest, it's Tony Dalton, evil oh, stepdad. Just uh, I love him. Oh my what God. What are you talking so... about? He's so creepy. He's a horrible father, his figure. Sir, I, I mean, mean this is on. getting into specifics, but Tony Dalton was one of the long-term bad guys on Better Call Saul, and he is uh, he... phenomenal. If you haven't watched this season of Better Call Saul, he is by far, and it's a show where every actor is unbelievable. He is the standout. He plays Lalo, and he is 
terrifying and funny at the same time. And I feel like he's bringing that energy and I love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely great. Uh, so so many good it. actors there. And then they would cut to your point, Justin, just to kind of jump into the episode here. Whenever they'd go over to Clint, I was like, oh, man, what a bummer. Well, <laughs> and, and let me say, because what are you I, I feel about? like it was sweet with the, you know, the classic kind of setup of all things are going to go wrong. Like he's having fun. They're holding hands. Everybody says, I love you. It's like, sure. But even with the gonna... musical, I was like, that the was musical funny. was fun. It was fun to watch. I could do this all day, turned into a song, and then the smash. That Great. Was so here's – can, can I, like, nitpick a little bit about this? Because I was really yes, looking forward to man. Rogers' musical. Go, go Very funny yourself. for the trailer. Really enjoyed it. But the fact that it all takes place at the Battle of New York, the way that they've treated the Battle of New York in the MCU is it's their 9-11 Right? Whoa! Wow. Take and it easy no, with that. Legitimately, Do people not, are like, "We're traumatized. Let's not it ruined our city. All. It was this so, moment uh, that changed the innocence of the not world." Not everybody on and this podcast like, agrees fun, with fun, that fun, statement. Fun, 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 dance, well, dance. Hey, let me throw it. I, I, I think what from a happened? writing, a writing standpoint, I think. I don't think anyone would ever say that out loud except for you, Alex. Uh, but I, I do think that is the way they treat it. They treat it like, I mean, not that anyone ever wrote a nine eleven musical. They did. Uh, they do. Uh, Come from away is the nine eleven musical, but uh, true. It's I mean, not that's like, fair. Uh, it's not what they're doing here. It's not a big showy Broadway musical. It's a and that was a great musical, but yeah. it doesn't take place in New York. It's like sure away. Right. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like the it, it, the fact that we jump back to that moment here at the beginning of this in the flashback i was surprised i was like wow we are still sort of rooted here mm-hmm. no matter how far away we get from the first avengers movie everything sort of comes back to it mm-hmm. and it was it was crazy to me to have young kate um after her building is blown open she sees she sees hawkeye and thinks the impossible. Right. That guy's very cool. That was my big oh, impression from that opening scene. I was up. like, oh my God, you were doing so much work here. Oh my to make God. us like Hawkeye and think Stop he's awesome. It. Jesus what Christ. F, man. He is not cool. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's like literally yeah. crumbling apart, and then there's somebody who's like fighting and making a difference. I I thought that was a cool way to like it. You see it someone worked. swinging. It worked. To your point, Pete, it worked and it was fine. But I'm also with you, Justin, in terms of it was like. Unbelievable. Yeah. There's a lot. It's like there's if, a lot it's like if, <laughs> it's like if, if uh, Bruce Wayne, when he fell uh, into the cave and looked up, instead of seeing a bat, he saw like a chipmunk. It'd be like, well, I'm going to I'm going to spend my life being that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Let me just say also, can I snip out the the pause between when I said that before and when Pete reacted? Because I want to hold on to that precious (laughs) moment for the rest of my life. I did like that, though, as a motivator, even if to see Kate's journey over there, to see her. Of uh, ultimately go to college. She plays this prank where she destroys the bell tower. That Very was that hysterical. The, so the whole timing of that through the clock and the whole mom like. Well, but also as we're walking through this, tower, bell this was tower. the point where my jaw sort of dropped a little bit that we went for this opening scene set at the Battle of New York in 2012, all focused on Kate or right. Clint's in the background. Then we have an opening sequence with Kate animated and then i was like okay now we're gonna get clint and then they went back to kate and i was like this right. is 
This is straight up the Kate Bishop show right. featuring Clint Barton. It, it's yeah. surprising they went in that direction, well, but that's, I'm glad they that's did. That's a and, good choice because yeah. Hawkeye is, Sucks. you know, well, all right, <laughs> but like whatever. But they're smart about it to be like, hey, this is going to be a lot of fun and she can do a lot of things that he can't. And I just like that whole sequence with the the kind of like using the bow and arrow in different ways with the, like that tennis ball first hit was hysterical. Mm. That light dong, and then the oh, just, let, me, let yeah. me jump back but, to wait, Rogers. Wait, 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 wait. Oh yes, okay. No, that's what I wanted to do as oh, well. Great. I'm because... sure we want to talk about the same thing. Do yeah, you yeah, think yeah. there is a version of that number where they talk about how much Hawkeye sucks? Because I, I really legitimately was like, they were like, Thor is handsome. Captain America is handsome and strong. The Hulk is the strongest person in the world. Black Widow can do all these amazing things. I, the punchline of that had to have been at some point. Yes. And I have arrows. And, well, exactly. Because that, that's they what I'm saying. away from that, which is weird. And that's what I was saying when the, because the trailer for this show before we watched the the episode was like, look at this fun romp. Hawkeye is uh, is under the gun the whole time and like messing up a lot. And then they do this big swing comedy musical number. And I thought for sure it was going to be like, like you said, big upping everybody. And then, and Hawkeye pause, silence, pause. And then on with the, uh, Mm -hmm. with the musical or some kind of, you know, capital J joke there. And I felt like that's what was missing in a lot Uh, of these scenes where there wasn't that big like hammer punchline that I thought we were going to get with this show. And I think that's fine. I, I, cause I like, again, I really Mm -hmm. liked the episode. It's just, that was not my expectation coming in is what we were going to get. Okay. All right. right, right. You are enough of the shit storm. Okay. Between the two of you. Okay. First off, I was laughing. Pete LePage, I, I, no, no, shut the fuck Hawkeye up. You've talked, uh, you've talked enough. Do you think Jeremy Renner You guys have been talking too I'm, much this already. This is I'm talking about They're you, Pete. You're already talking. Listen, Pete, I wanted to talk is, about the fact the that it's really that wonderful I think, that you tried to start a Hawkeye fan club in New York and you couldn't because nobody wanted to be in it. So you moved to Philadelphia. How we doing? Go ahead. So my point is... You guys were picking apart fucking stupid things about the musical, (laughs) but it was hysterical. Hawkeye had to awkwardly sit through a musical about his life where he is a joke and being made fun of. That's enough of the punchline. You know what I mean? Like it's the, the thing of it was him even seeing a joke of Black Widow was still too much for him. He had to run away from the awkwardness and the weirdness that is his life. It was well done. It was very funny. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Well, and let me, I, I hear you, Pete. Um, I do think both of our opinions can live in the same world. Mm-hmm. Just like there, there are two Hawkeyes, different, but mm-hmm. still under the same, same name. Um, our opinions could live the same way. Um, I, I think, though, I think it was our misjudgment and the trailer sort of uh, pulling the wool over our eyes a little bit in what it said. Because if we remember, Jeremy Renner and the Hawkeye character from all these movies is sort of melodramatic, is like a bit mopey, is like dealing with the drama and feeling in a way. Like that scene when he's like, the mute, this big joke's going on in the, in the middle of it, when we're just about to get to the jokes about Hawkeye, it's this very somber moment where he sees Black Widow. Right. And I think that's his whole thing. 
the moment when he's with his family and they're eating dinner or whatever. It's like, could it be, it felt like it was going to be this fun scene. And he's more like, I love Christmas. I'm a hundred percent going to spend Christmas with you. I'm going to live forever in this Christmas. And I love you the most good day. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, we get it. He's not going to be going home yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was the most like, uh, McBain, like, um, hot shots part. Yeah. moment. I'm sorry. Though. I'm sorry. I, I understand. Hot shots being, was fun. What the fuck are you talking Just about? It's being very political here. And I really appreciate it because we definitely want Pete to be on board with the discussion, but Hawkeye sucks. What the <laughs> they fuck? should be treating him like he sucks in this stuff. One hundred percent because it's not fun to what? watch. Oh this this love the Kate Bishop stuff. Every time they cut to Hawkeye, I was like, Jerry Redder gave them notes. He gave the them captain? notes on the script. He's like, No, Hawkeye's a serious character. Yes. He's a serious character. You need Rogers. to treat him seriously. He's been through a lot of trauma. He made a really hard decision on Vorbeer to stupidly let his friend die for no reason. Okay, so we got to honor that. And all of this stuff, I was like, no, this is not... Getting back to what you were saying earlier, Justin, he should be punched in the face. The fact that everybody in the world loves Hawkeye, like, I get it from a realistic standpoint, but it's not fun. And maybe yep. the series will get there eventually, where he's I think constantly will. punched in the face, I, and the whole lethal weapon thing, and he's torn up, and walking over glass, and it's like diehard, and I, I do think we will get there, but right now... I'm glad Clint Barton was not in this episode much. Oh my god! Hey, let's For, let's move on to something we can agree sorry. on. The Chris Evans, like I could do this all day. <laughs> You're staying. Like, like, no, no, it sounds to me like maybe you don't like Clint Barton. You just like the Rogers musical. Was hysterical. Like I the agree. fact that he had to sit through a musical like was hysterical. And like, most importantly, can we talk kid, about Brian Darcy James? As Haley Steinfeld's father, great actor, wonderful mm-hmm. to see him. To me, that was the culmination of the episode. And for the rest of our podcast, I'm going to be talking about Brian Darcy James. The the kid coming up to him, at, at, you know, outside being like, Dad, uh, why was everybody singing? Was hysterical. That was great. And the fact that he was like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, kid. You know what that was? was? That was Midwestern snobbiness is what it was. Okay, get with the program. Musicals exist. They've been a part of America for uh, Uh, over a century at this point. So come on. Calm down, Um, kid. He's he's raising a bunch of little snobs. You got upset that maybe somebody was like, you know, maybe saying something that you, and now you're all like, yeah, fucking calm down, Beaker. All right. Like, <laughs> nobody's wow. fucking saying Broadway isn't fucking great. All right. You fucking theater nerd. Take it the fuck down the notch. All right. You know, I, I've people never have heard, different opinions. I've never heard a Muppets name used as such a burn, such a slicing insult. <laughs> You just got a, you just got a, uh, Ronin sorted right in the neck by that <laughs> Beaker much. reference. So, um, I so let's talk that a about... couple more times. By the way, opening and closing that sword was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's oddly satisfying. Yeah. Um, but so let me throw out um, to you guys the all this Armand uh, Duquesne oh, the, Armand um, the, the mom stuff. First off, we meet Armand at the party. Old Armand the seventh is going to be trouble. I'm calling that now. That's well, like, let me let me throw out this. No, he said he's um, Armand the third, and that kid's Armand the seventh. Yes, he's the seventh. Four. How many? How quickly are these people reproducing? I don't know. I, that was my question too. Because, that was very so strange. Like, 
I mean, maybe I don't know how this works. Maybe it, it's a couple <laughs> of people at different levels. Are, that's not how you. Are that's, no, that's not <laughs> that's how generations. Not how okay, but he's great grandpa. No, uh, maybe he's great grandpa. So that's the third. Grandpa is the fourth. Dad is the fifth. No, he's just somebody's Son had a bunch of kids, this, man, and okay. you just named no, all the work. boys Armand. It's not how that's not how generations work. The, the mm-hmm. seven. It's always a next generation. You can't be like I had seven kids and named them all Armand. And he's well, the that's what he one. did. I guess that's what he did. I thought that was so odd. Or it was that guy's like out. a vampire of some kind or just some. Well, it made me think of these clones. Let's yeah. speculate about this a little bit because we do. Yeah. This seems to be the meat of what is going to be going on in this series beyond what's going on with the tracksuit mafia. Um, oh, though I think it's so certainly great. fair to speculate that they're connected in some way. I hope they have to fight them every episode. Uh, the tracksuit mafia. They're great. Yeah. They're great. So they stepped right off of the comic book page. Loved yes. all the bros. That was fantastic. As soon as I, I saw the tracksuit, I got excited. I don't know his name. I know That's nobody else watches time, this show, probably, of you guys, uh, and probably nobody else, but the Snowpiercer TV show, the main mm-hmm. tracksuit mafia guy is uh, one of the engineers on the trade there and plays essentially the same character, and he's great. Just like brusque, angry Russian man. It's very cool. But we have this whole... Uh, Duquesne thing going on and uh, Jacques is marrying the mother. The mother is played by Vera Farmiga, who is great actress. And I feel like she has a lot more to do probably as the series goes on because you don't get Vera Farmiga to just be like, I'm the mom. I'm getting married. Don't do that, Kate. You know, there's there's more stuff, I think, going on with her potentially. But what do you think? What's your speculation at this point about what the conspiracy is? What's going on here? What's well, happening? here's what we here's what we got. We yeah. got mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Dad Brian Darcy James. He They're losing the pen. They're losing the penthouse. Something's up. He seemingly dies, but I speculate he did not. Ooh, um, he's gone. Um, where does our money come from? When we get to um, the present day, we've got um, Kate's mom. A lot of swords in the house. Uh, a Jack lot Duquesne, of swords. Uh, Jack Duquesne, Armand Duquesne, swordsman, vil- famous villain. In Marvel Comics, um, do we think that that makes Kate's mom Madam Mask? Ooh. So this is potentially a big spoiler because this is where it goes in the comic books is Madam Mask ultimately ends up being her mom, right? Or I, I don't know where it landed. It was one of those things like, is she – she said she is. Mm-hmm. She's a liar. Like it, it bounced back and forth. I'm sure there's a, a an actual uh, continuity answer. Um but it's definitely something in the air, in the comic yeah. book world. And I will say, this also gets into that tricky territory where I believe they did bat a mask on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, Hey, I got an uh, answer for you, Alex. <laughs> Not tricky. <laughs> that shit didn't happen. <laughs> on, I, think, I don't know. I think they're great. still going to bounce around it a little bit. I don't think they're going to directly contradict. But it's possible we could see something where she is part of a resurgent Hydra or something like that, potentially. Yeah. Agents of ideas are in the trash can, is mm-hmm. what we can call yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Uh, but she's great. Uh, Jacques is great. I really thought the relationship between Jacques and Armand was really interesting. I know Armand yeah. dies by the end of the episode, but yeah, it was too. very fascinating. And I hope we get some sort of flashbacks or something like that to unpack more of what's going on there, because there feels like, just in their brief scenes together, such a rich history between the two of them. Yeah, like they're in some kind of secret fucking club of some kind of, like, villain assholes or something. Who buy Triceratops skulls. Yeah. 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 
I think they're swordsmen, and I think sword the swordsman mantle is passed down from also, Duquesne to Duquesne. It was crazy that in that one building there was all these levels of like bad guys doing different bad guy things that she was kind of just stumbling through. Very Hawkeye comic book. Let me also yeah. not to keep going back to this, but if Armand's son is named <laughs> Jack or Jacques, he should be named Armand. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a, that's his son. I don't think okay. I think Jacques mm-hmm. is his nephew, not his son. Mm, okay, Man, Armand is just. But you're right; it's still weird. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, so and the rest of that scene on the the Kate Bishop side. First off, always dress as a waiter when you're going always. out to a nice night. Yeah. And you can jump back in the kitchen, poke around, eat some more d'oeuvres. Black on black, look sharp, man. You look good. You could do. It was anything. a nice coincidence. That was really helpful for her that she happened to be dressed that way. Hundred yes, percent. And yeah. if you're gonna have a secret villain auction, um, get a better uh, floor manager mm-hmm. because that guy was Gary was letting anybody run willy nilly. Oh come on, that man. you can't keep track bit. of all the white staff. I that mean, was a was fun just... bit. I like that yeah. quite a bit. Like I'm the, Gary. The, <laughs> yes, I'm Gary. It was great. <laughs> I also thought the way that sequence was filmed was very good just because mm-hmm. you have like rows of shelves of wine bottles so it'd be very easy to get lost but they were always keeping track of kate they were keeping track of where the auction was where the various wait staff was as well that bottle really fight was really mm-hmm. great like yeah for- great fight choreography and i also liked when the door the wall smashed open and there was this sort of period of like what everyone was like what's happening and i feel like so few action shows or action movies usually someone's kicking someone right out of through the explosion it's like yeah that's yeah. crazy it's yeah, not like yeah. the wall opens and they're jumping through it it takes a second to, to yeah deal that with was it. interesting that like was the cool. second that yeah, yeah it was mm-hmm. like yeah yeah it was very interesting and then they finally came through you know the tracksuit mafia in this episode is looking for a watch that is being sold at the auction. What's the deal with the watch? What's your speculation here? I, from Avengers, the wreckage of Avengers Tower, mm-hmm. um, I believe, right? Uh, I, potentially. I mean, the Ronin outfit is, I don't know that the Triceratops skull well, is but I, I think it's like just one of those really like special edition collector's items, you know, like mm-hmm. really expensive, well-made watches okay. that if well, you have it, you know, you don't want to lose it. Let me throw this out to you. I speculate it's um, a way of accessing uh, Iron Man armor, mm-hmm. and that's Whoa. why they want it. Uh, because the, I believe when it was um, on the ground, when that one dude was trying, he was like, I found the watch. Um, I think it had on it Avengers compound, a little tag. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe someone can correct if I'm making that up. But um, So if that's true, I feel like it's a Tony Stark watch that may be able to access one of his armor. Let me throw something armors. else out at you. I think... The watch is unimportant. I think it's a MacGuffin similar to the watch. It's the watch from Pulp Fiction, right? Where they're telling the whole story about the watch. And that uh, that's the, 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 the watch in the butt. Yeah, the watch in the butt. Oh, uh, that watch, yeah. Yeah, that watch. Uh, but I think it's Up a MacGuffin. I think it's a distraction so wow. that Jacques can grab Ronan's sword. Mm. You'd be damned. Yeah, that's my <laughs> thought there. Wow. I think... I think because he seems to go right for the sword, grab it, put it in his pocket. So I think he was like, well, he closed it first. He had to do the cool clothes. And then the cool clothes thing. Very cool. Yep. Um, Uh, That could be. Yeah, potentially. I I think it's one of the, just one of those watches. That's also like a calculator, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like super useful. Yeah. Maybe it's a Mickey Mouse watch and they're like Disney, right? Pretty cool. Huh? Disney, Disney you got to kind of I mean, protect I know we're the raising brand. prices by like a dollar, but you know we have a lot of good content on the way. 
no, are they saying. really? Wow. They Wait, are you talking about Marvel Seriously? Vision Plus? Uh, yeah, Marvel Vision Plus. We're charging a dollar extra for this podcast. Oh, man, we, we shouldn't previously. do that. A dollar extra of zero. Yes. That's oh, shit, dollar. bro. Um, couple other things I wanted to say. You know it's a New York repping show when you got Pat Kiernan from New York. New York one, baby, come on. Oh, yeah. I got a quibble Maybe again about Pat's that. watch. I got a quibble of it. There's a huge gaff. Because he's, he's on, on a night. He's on a night. Yeah, I know. Pat Kiernan is not I, on a night. He's on in the morning. Well, and in this New York, he is. Oh, okay. Pat Kiernan in the multiverse of madness. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Pat's then, watch. That's probably Pat was like, yo, can you give me that watch, guys? Oh, like, he's the big sure. bad guy of the series. That would be very cool. That no, would be the, the coolest. The only frontier left for people, because I think Pat Kiernan appears in a lot of movies as like a real New York rep. Mm-hmm. I think when we get Sandy Kenyon from New York, once, <laughs> we, you know, and if you're not outside of New York, you don't know what I'm talking about. But this guy does movie reviews on Taxi Cab oh, TV. Man. I've heard that guy say nonsense for years when I'm <laughs> drunkenly getting into a cab. I'm Sandy Kenyon, and this is Movie Minute. Yeah. And oh, I'm man. in the Hawkeye series right now, and I'm reviewing <laughs> yeah. it. Well, <laughs> Sandy, <laughs> Sandy, you're playing a character. You're not oh, you. <laughs> all right. Taxi uh, TV. We, we can all agree with all that. <laughs> Pizza Dog was great, though, right? I mean, come on. Yes. That's something we can all Absolutely. Agree, now, right? do you think do you think that dog had one eye originally, or did they poke out a dog's eye? It probably poked it out. <laughs> yeah. That's, okay. um, that's, that's, that's what they would have done. Yeah. They would have done it. Oh, the dog poked his own eye out? Yeah. Okay, so not, at the I, end. I do have a question about why she was going after the dog at the end there. That wasn't totally clear to me. Yeah, that was weird. It was also, a little weird. only one slice of pizza? I mean, come on. Uh, that dog, uh, you don't know my the words. last time that dog ate, like, only one slice? Mm-hmm. That dog's going to eat more pizza by the end of this series. <laughs> and let me also just say, I wish that the pizza dog told more jokes. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. A fair thing for me to say? Yeah. Pete? Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. What would be what would be fantastic actually is if Pizza Dog turned to the camera every once in a while and said, "Well, that just happened." Oh, Ooh, that's boy. good. That's wow. that is my jokes. favorite punchline. Yeah, yes, I really exactly. like it when they do that. But yes, all that aside, great to see Lucky the Pizza Dog. Really perfect looking dog. Very fun. Even though I'm not 100 percent sure why Kate chased after him, I'm still glad she did. I think it was. Uh, mostly to show that footage, that footage in the hotel room later that, on. Yeah. That was a, a great uh, line, though, when uh, Hawkeye's kid was like, oh, cool, that ninja saved a dog. Mm-hmm. That was a fun line. It is really interesting, because this is something that wasn't established in the MCU before, but it's really interesting that everybody knows who Ronan is, but they don't know that Ronan is Hawkeye. Right. That was yes. kind of a fascinating little in-universe detail, which makes sense, I guess. Like, if there was a dude dressed in a ninja suit who was going around and constantly murdering criminals, he'd be as well-known as the Punisher, right? But uh, that never occurred Don't come to for me, me man. while watching Don't Endgame. fucking come at me. Well, and I also liked that. Actually, it was sort of a little plot device that I thought was cool. Like, Hawkeye seeing her having put on the Ronin costume is what drives him to go get her. Yeah. As opposed to him seeing someone dressed as Hawkeye shooting an arrow and being like, I better track that person down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that well, was because it's something he's ashamed of. He feels bad about right. it's something that was the darkest point in his life when his entire family was dead and gone. That's reminding of that. So even though I have been pretty down on Barose Hawkeye 
in this series and just in general, I do think, like you're saying, Justin, as a motivator for him, that's a smart move. And it certainly works, uh, works well. Yeah. Uh, what else do we need to talk about with the series? Any other moments that jumped out to you guys? I really like the uh, mom uh, bit in the beginning where she's like, moms are fun too, and does that fun like food flip. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a great kind of moment. Definitely a big I, hint that she has more going on yeah. than just being a friendly mom. Even if she's not Madame Mask, I think she's going to be another villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Swordsman is definitely like a sort of Hydra adjacent, like um, not street level villain, not super, super villain, but just someone who like has schemes. Well, he's also he was also an Avenger for a while. But in the comic book, like most villains bounce back and forth. But to your point, yes, I think I could see the series indicating that he is the main villain when it actually is her mom. Yeah, potentially. She's a fun. I'm I'm excited for that. Um, I mean, I guess the last thing that I that is super important I point out is that monogrammed butterscotches is oh. the ultimate old dude flex. And, I mean, that um, you can't, you know, you can talk about eating hummus, but then you can monogram butterscotch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. weird that he didn't have almonds because that would have been much funnier, right? Armands, Armands. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> come on, man. Yo, <laughs> Beaker, go to bed. <laughs> 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 great well there's a lot more coming up on the series that i'm very excited to check out uh before we wrap up here though let's t- turn it over to our vision board where we look at yes. what we think is coming up on the next episode or what we want to see so pete what do you want to see happen in the next episode other than going back for a second viewing of rogers the musical um <laughs> i really think I think episode two would be uh, a really cool move to go all silent, all pizza dog point of view. Or maybe you got to kind of build that uh, up the love of pizza dog more. But, man, I cannot wait for that to happen. And I really hope they go for it. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited for more of the same. My prediction on um, the Pizza Dog uh, comic uh, issue that it was, I think Pete's referencing there, I bet they'll have a fight sequence where we see the whole thing from Pizza Dog's POV. Oh, yeah. Which will be dope. Especially uh, Kate's apartment is very much like the Hawkeye apartment Yeah, that's going to be a key place. That's going to be the home of a great fight sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Right out of the comics. That was so cool to see. The other thing that we didn't mention, and I know we're in the middle of the vision board, but they're very subtly working the fact that Hawkeye has a hearing aid now, which is something that has been part of his character in the comics for decades that they haven't done in the movies. I'm very interested to see how they work on that, particularly given Lauren Ridloff's character in Eternals. That was so much positive representation in terms of the deaf community. Um, I'm excited to see what they do here. Uh, They're going to have, I mean, this is a spoiler for the series, but this is already out there. Echo, the character is going to be part of the series as well. So we're going to see her. So certainly in terms of deaf representation and hearing impaired representation, that's going to be something big going forward. So I'm excited to see how that pans out. Uh, But the other thing in my vision board, conversely from everything that I said this episode, I kind of want to see more Clint. Like I want to see whether it is going to be more even-handed going forward and we're going to have more half-and-half would be totally fine if this continues to be the Kate Bishop show for six episodes. But ultimately, I think if you're going to do it right, you really, now that they are together, what is it like when they're together, you know? 
I agree. I, and I want to see, I think the pathway to make Clint more fun is to make him increasingly frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way he doesn't have time to be mopey. And so I think that's what they're going to do. That's my prediction slash hope is that through him not being able to go home for Christmas, uh, getting dragged into a, a mystery slash um, crime situation that he doesn't want to be a part of, he's going to then start to open up a little bit and have a little bit more fun. Well, and the other thing there is pretty much, I think, every Disney Plus series so far has been about these characters dealing with their trauma from the entire last slate of movies. We saw that with WandaVision. We saw that with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. We saw that with Loki as well. It's important, man. You got to deal with it. Well, yeah, you do need to deal with it. And I think, to your point, Justin, that's probably what they're doing here is he's got Ronan. He's got Black Widow's death. He lost his entire family. He doesn't feel like the strongest or most powerful Avenger. So if potentially working with Kate and lifting her up in some way to be the hero that we know she can be, you think gets him past all those things, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The last episode is going to be him singing, I can do this all day, like he's finally like... Oh, man. It'll be the full yeah. musical episode. Yeah. Well, right. and let me say on that point real quick before we go, um, it's interesting to me that Marvel's big, the MCU hit so hard and so well by really opening up and being like, we're going to hit this genre with this movie. Like uh, Captain America is going to be like, you know, a war movie, classic. We're going to go over here with these other movies into different genres and really lean into a variety. And then with the TV shows, it does feel like they're sort of um, re- maybe not on purpose, but there's a lot of like repeated sort of arcs and narrative t- uh, emotional arcs for them where they are like coming out of their trauma and, and healing themselves a little bit. And I do think we're due for some variety on that. Yeah. All right, folks, if you'd like to support our podcast and, of course, subscribe to Marvel Vision Plus, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Hawkeye. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on comic, uh, on comics, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time. Me, 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 me,